Blog Talk Radio. From Brooklyn, New York, where the jeans are too tight for even Tracy Gold, it's Blazin' Rye Radio. Tonight on the show, it's the boys of TWCCustomerService.com, plus country duo Souls of Passion, featuring guest co-host and comedian Sean Hootaman Broyles and the Blazin' Rye panel. And now, a man with more issues than the Grand Central Newsstand, it's Ryan Herms. Tom Fogarty. Tonight on the show, it's the boys from TWC Customer Service and the country duo Souls of Passion. But first, time for the Blaze and Ride panel. I'd like to welcome the one and only amazingly talented Michelle Kinney and my co-host for the evening, the author of Just Give Up, Why Nothing in Life is Worth Trying at All Ever, comedian Sean Broyles. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing, sir? Sean? I'm a little little hungover. Sir and Sean at the same time. You're a little what? (laughs) Hungover from Vegas this weekend, but, uh, you know, I'm going to fight through it for you, man. (laughs) I I appreciate the honesty. Michelle, how are you? (laughs) Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, So let's let's talk about, uh, I mean, I guess we should. I don't really want to, but let's talk about the NCAA finals are tonight. Uh, Louisville versus Michigan. Um, uh, first off, who do you think is going to win? And secondly, do you care? Let's start with you, Michelle. Um, I don't care, and I don't care. <laughs> oh boy, the world is over. Syracuse is, lost. Oh my yeah, God. Well, and I was I was in Atlantic City this weekend. I was I was in Atlantic City this weekend with my boyfriend who went to Michigan. And so, luckily for luckily for me, he's very polite and extremely chivalrous and cheered very quietly to himself. Um, however, the meathead Michigan fans behind me kind of ruined it. Um, I yeah. don't care. I I'm done with basketball. Either, for life I don't or care. forever? Forever? No, just until next year. I'm done. <laughs> I don't care. Um, what about you, Sean? Well, I got to root for Michigan just because my sister went there. It's like a familial obligation. So if I don't root for Michigan, even though my daughter goes to Michigan State, so I'm kind of torn there. But, uh, but yeah, I got to root for Michigan. I feel terrible for the Syracuse fans. I really do because your season up to this point has been just, you know, no controversy at all. You've had such a wonderful year, and uh, and, and I feel terrible that things didn't work out your way. Did that Thank sound you. at all sincere? <laughs> no, not really, but it was a good effort. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Wait, did you just say your daughter goes to Michigan State? Yeah, she's a sophomore. Oh, my goodness. I had. I, how old are you, Sean? I feel like you're, you, you can't be old enough to have a daughter in college. I am 39. Wow. Yeah, huh. I know. And now, you, now you've lost all respect for me. It's like when I put, uh, I put my, uh, my height on, on, online. Because I'm like five uh-huh. between five four and five five, and I think I lost immediately about two hundred friends. 
So um, well, it's, it's, it's the perfect height to be compatible with Michelle, though. Michelle, you're a short, shorter person as well. I am a shorter person. <laughs> what? What about? <laughs> All right. So in, in, in height quickly. and temper, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was saying in height and in temper you're short, right? Yeah. Oh, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about this. Uh, I noticed something was trending earlier on Twitter, and I'm glad Sean brought it to my attention again. This um, uh, accidental racist song is trending. It's by Brad Paisley and um, LL Cool J, and I took a listen to it a few minutes ago. And the first moment I heard I'm just a white man come out of Brad Paisley's mouth, I knew that it was going downhill from there. Uh, Sean, have you listened to this? Uh, yeah, I just listened to it a few minutes ago, too. Because, see, I didn't want to just judge it based on the, uh, on the title, which alone is horrific. But I, uh, I, I, I mean, honestly, I think I actually read that in, like, Mel Gibson's defense. That you know when he was arrested, I think he was the accidental racist. But I, I, I so I listen, so I listen to this thing. You know what? Thank God for Brad Paisley and LL Cool J because I got back here today hungover. I had nothing going as far as comedy. I'm like I got to post something, but I had nothing. Nothing was coming to me. Then this thing starts trending, and if you listen to it, the second that LL Cool J says uh, says. Uh, Rest in peace, or R.I.P. Robert E. Lee. I'm like, this is the greatest song. This is the greatest song in the history of mankind. He says, L.O. Cool J says, don't judge my gold chains. I'll forget the iron chains. Really? Really? That's yeah, all it I could not. That's all it takes for the slaves to, to forgive being whipped is, is having their bling? Come on, L.L. <laughs> I, when, I heard, when I heard that line, I could not believe my ears about the chains. And there was Something else about uh, it's what the whole was it? All awful. The whole thing's terrible. Well, I mean, who comes up with if, this idea? If you if you don't judge my do rag, I won't judge your red flag. Another, <laughs> right? you know, that's just, my question. She, that's my question. Did Brad, did Brad Paisley call up LL Cool J and was like, "Hey, dude, I've great idea for a song. We're gonna call it Accidental Lace." <laughs> And let's talk about chains and things because you know you wear them, and then there was some enslaver. Like who? Like or was LL Cool J like, hey, I got this great idea because I rap and you tree, and that seems like a great combination. Like who in their right mind? <laughs> you know what happened? What happened was Brad Paisley had this idea that he said, you know what, I I need to justify uh, the entire white race and how we feel about black people. <laughs> And so he said, I need to have a black person to lend some credibility. But what black person can I use that's white enough that it'll work on both on both <laughs> levels? So all he had to do was turn on NCISLA and see that uh, LL Cool J is working with Chris O'Donnell. And he said, okay, that's it. This is my guy. I'm going with LL. <laughs> he's, he's clearly crossed over and lost all street grid. What a mess. I don't understand – there's, the thing is that in those lines in particular, those the the, cha- the chains lines and the flag and do rag lines, there's there's no correlation between those objects. Like gold chains <laughs> today do not mean what iron chains did then, and nor do do rags have anything to do with the Confederate flag. So it's just it's a very misguided well, song you know, at, at best. I think the thing that infuriates me the most is that you know <laughs> there's probably a lot of really white people in square states that are going to love this song and they'll be like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's just it's just another example of just like I don't want to live here anymore on this planet. <laughs> like you know, I, what I, I mean? would cl- I would clarify that. I would say that they're not going to say yeah. It'll be more like yeehaw. I think that's right. probably the the reaction yeah, you'll get. Specific and accurate. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to you know put it. I'm trying to understand their yeehaw. level. So I'm, I'm just so see. I think if we can talk their speak. I think that we'll more understand the song here. And maybe that's maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to go back and listen to this song as a white man who has who has clearly been persecuted for two hundred years over what his ancestors listen, did to Listen, the white people a lot of white white people have it hard. We've had it hard. <laughs> Uh, this, um, this, this really, this really should have been the anthem for like the ninety-nine percent thing last summer. This is what should have. <laughs> he should. He waited one year too late to release this song because this could have gone so perfectly with everything that was <laughs> going on with the one percent. You know, I I do hear that. I I know of Brad Paisley only because of uh, Darius Rucker. Um, I, I happen to love Darius Rucker. Uh, from Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, but I hate country music. But now he's doing country music, so I, I still follow his career. I don't career hate country and, music. I, I, I sometimes you do hate country. Darius Rucker, though. <laughs> I don't hate Darius Rucker. I just don't like his voice. Like, can <laughs> so, but <laughs> I know from following his career, and he toured with Brad Paisley. That Brad Paisley does a lot of practical jokes. So I'm hoping this is just a way over the top, over the line practical joke. You know, yeah, I read an article, I read an interview with him. Yeah, uh-huh. I read an interview with him, and he actually is, I mean, it sounded legit, man. It was like he was saying how, um, you know, he knew that this was going to spark controversy, but he did it in spite of it because he thought that this could be a way of, of, of bringing, you know, peace amongst races and everything. And no. I think I just I think I just tweeted that, you know what, maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Maybe maybe this is such a disaster that it will do it'll do such good for racism like the hanging chad did for voter reform. Maybe that's what <laughs> maybe that's what it's gonna take for everyone to forgive everyone is an abortion of a song like this. Wow. <laughs> Sean, just to let you know it's pronounced controversy. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting. Yeah, I say that all the time. Controversy is, yeah, that's okay. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks so, for the- <laughs> No problem. Uh is civilized and all that. Michelle, have you ever had Time Warner cable? And then, oh. you, you, and then it was, they never came. <laughs> 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 um, and, and isn't that the story everyone tells? And, and Sean, have you ever had Time Warner Cable? No, I've never had it. They they thankfully don't offer it in my area, but um, uh, <laughs> they have enough. No, everything have everything I've heard has been negative about Time Warner. Everything. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Yeah. Their customer service sucks. In, in, in what? In the way, in what sense? Like, like if something, if cable goes out, it takes forever to come back, or like well, the actual the people goes, that come. Well, if your internet goes out, or if you have any problem with your internet or cable service whatsoever, if you call, yeah, good luck trying to get somebody on the phone who actually <laughs> knows what's going on. The only time I've ever actually had a good experience with Time Warner Cable is going to Time Warner to the actual office and speaking with a human being with a face. 
Um, otherwise, you're on the phone with someone who has no answers for you, and they will set up an appointment, and guess what? They ain't coming. Or if they, they don't do show come, up. <laughs> they don't show up, and if they do, it's about a month late. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like February guys... 7th, they'll show up March 7th. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Michelle and Sean, do you guys know how Time Warner Cable and my relationship with them has made me feel? I have a certain idea how it feel, made you feel, yeah. But oh, you have a certain idea, do you? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably accurate. When you just don't know what you're feeling, you can't find the right words to say. Well, that's the moment you start to realize you're feeling a certain way. You feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I said it. feel like it's a broken record with this Time Warner thing on, on this show. Uh, Time Warner Cable time and time again has made me feel a certain way. I schedule appointments with them. They don't show up. I ask to be compensated for my time wasted. They laugh in my ear. They have made promises like waiving fees and not delivered until I had to go back and remind them. You know, one time I was given a free month on the phone uh, because they didn't show up. And I wasn't happy with that because that's what they did the last time. So I asked to get on the on the horn with his super, this guy's supervisor to ask for two free months. And I said, if I get on the phone with someone else, will I lose my free month? He said, no service <laughs> in the system. I promise you won't lose it. And then I got on the phone with his supervisor, who not only denied me the second free month, but took away the first. Lately, <laughs> uh, given some actions Time Warner has been taken, it seems that this mistreatment may have been part of their plot all along. Um, so luckily we can discuss that in just a moment. Uh, Michelle, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for doing it. I love it. Thank you so much, guys. It was so nice to talk to you. You enjoyed the rest of your hour. Thanks, Michelle. All right. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, boy, I hope I didn't offend her with that uh, short line. <laughs> Dude, you know, we're at this point in our lives we know we're short so there's nothing we can do about it you know it's like i've accepted that i'm black I got, i've accepted i can't get a loan so you know early on i accepted i was short and i couldn't get a girlfriend it's the same it's on the same level it's just like i mean you may have and iron you're black but i don't know if ll cool day has at this point dude he obviously re- rebuffed his blackness a long time ago <laughs> I, I think i think that's what's that's what we've come to here with the gold chains iron chains debacle <laughs> so as i as i said uh time warner's horrible customer service uh it seems like this kind of uh behavior this mistreatment of the customers may have been part of their plot all along from twc customerservice.com please welcome robert and john <laughs> John, how are you guys this evening? Oh, good. We're okay. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awfully rude. So what made you guys decide to start the new initiative for Time Warner Cable, What Can We Do Worse? Well, we've been doing it all along. Uh, You know, part of the the plan is to treat people poorly, and we're trying to do the best job we can. So it's really not a new thing. We're just continuing um, our old way of doing business, and, and we're fucking loving it. 
to be honest, though, you know, we're not we're finding new ways to to make people unhappy, and, and every day a customer calls with a new complaint, and that's mm-hmm. really the the best part of the job is is finding new ways to make people just as miserable as they can be. What are some ways that you've found to actually make people more miserable? Because it was, it, I mean, you guys, as far as I know, when this new initiative started, it was already pretty bad. Well, it's so funny. There's just so many things that we do. It turns out when people are paying for Internet, they just hate if you don't give it to them. So that's the easiest thing <laughs> we can do. But it's, 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 there's, there's a couple different ways to do it. You, you can't just, like, take it away from them all the time. We actually watch and see what people are doing on their computer, and if they're writing an important work email or trying to stream a movie, that's when we decide to to, to shut it off just for no reason, uh, just to make them as miserable as possible. <laughs> okay. And explain the uh, the new slogan. What is it? Have a great day and fuck you. <laughs> no, well, we're Time Time Warner Cable. Enjoy worse. And we want to know what we can do to make your life worse. And, of course, we end every phone call or interaction with the two-letter phrase that is synonymous with Time Warner Cable, and that is, talk to you. (laughs) You know, I I, I did have a quick question. Uh, You know, do you worry that the honesty – I mean, because it's refreshing. The honesty is refreshing. Uh, Can we put you on hold? Can we put you on hold for for just a second? Yep. You mind if we just put you on hold? Okay. Um, who am I talking to here, by the way? Uh, who was my name is Ryan and my Sean. Name, my, my name is Sean, but you can call me whatever you want because I know that that will enrage you. Okay, put me on hold. Put on hold. Sorry. <laughs> okay, we're back. Even the uh, music is annoying. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Have you decided and, and to make the music more, more annoying can lately? Can we, can we just put you on hold for one second, please? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> okay. So Was that guys, annoying? I don't know. I mean, it was it was very annoying, yes. Great. All right, write that down. Write that down. We're, we're write that down, yeah. and that way we can use that uh, <laughs> for uh, for other people. Did we you want to turn those smiles upside down? It, it it might be a better business model to do the opposite of what you're doing, that maybe you'll get fewer complaints and have a better Well, 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 fuck you. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – <laughs> yeah. what you're doing right now is is, is trying to uh, tell us what to do, and that's not how it works. We tell you what to do. We're, we have a monopoly in a lot of these areas, so we can just do whatever the fuck we want. You know that, and Sean, I'm sorry to cut you off. You had a question for them? No, I, I, I think I was, my question was answered by the hold music. <laughs> All right. Um, now, I just want to uh, let you guys know, so I, I, I reached out to my friends and followers. I asked, what can Time Warner uh, Cable do to make their lives worse? Uh, I'll start with Courtney on Facebook. Uh, okay. She said, for starters, they can tell me when I make an appointment for someone to come and figure out why my cable sucks, that instead of telling me I have an all-day appointment, why not make me sit and wait all week? Because I like waiting. That's wow. A idea. Thank you, Most Courtney. Day waiting period. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great idea. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah, wow. And uh, we would love to reach out to Courtney. Is she a Time Warner customer? Yes, she is. Okay, well, fuck her. <laughs> um, she also I'll tell you says, what, she should I be like... a Time Warner employee. Yeah. With ideas like that. Yeah. 
we could use more more <laughs> well, how do you like guys make, There have been times though that I that you guys don't show up at all. How can you possibly make that work? <laughs> that was John's idea. Yeah. He said he said let's make the appointment and then not show up. I thought it was brilliant. See, what happens is the people, they're sitting there, and they're waiting for hours and hours, and they're thinking, like, okay, the time is up. The four-hour window is up, but they got to be on their way. They, we sent, mm-hmm. There's an automated message that the said they're going to be there. The trick is we're not on our way. We're just not. <laughs> the guy's probably had the, the day off or something. We said he'd be there, and it was just a lie. Yeah. It's just a complete lie, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, let's move to Alona on Facebook. I don't really understand this comment, but maybe you guys can clarify. She says, you can tell them to make the connection cable box rental fee even more, you know, since I need, in capital letters, that piece of equipment to receive Internet cable. Well, what she's saying is uh, we charge a rental fee, and this is a new thing. We we started uh, charging a rental fee for our existing customers with our cable box, with our modems, uh, and it's it's a completely arbitrary number that we've come up to charge every month um, for for the service, and it's pretty much just an additional charge for no reason mm-hmm. because it's not really a mode of rental. You see, if you were to cancel your cable and you or or your internet, and you 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 wanted to to stop receiving it, and you still had the modem, we would still charge you for. For the, the internet the whole time. The entire charge. We wouldn't just wow. charge you for the motor rental. We would continue to charge the, the entire charge. So it that doesn't even make any sense. You know, it, and it, it's true, too. We did it to, we did it to this poor girl in Brooklyn, and she got so mad. But then at the end of the conversation, we were like, all right, do you want to cancel your service? And she said, oh, no, there's nowhere else I can get my service from. So we had a good chuckle. She was crying. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you guys think you get such a kick out of being so cruel to people? Uh, well, I don't know if we get a kick out of it or if it's what we I do. I, I, I yeah. get a kick out of it personally. I'm not sure everyone does, but I really do enjoy it. It's, um, it's a drug, if you will, and it's more <laughs> addictive than in any of the ones you could buy at any street corner. Right. We've, we've tested uh, it out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I asked uh, for people to send me their Time Warner Cable horror stories and uh, – Chris on Facebook said, uh, the customer service installation guy dropped the hammer on my laptop, and he said, see, it still boots up. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) How was that, you guys? So that was Chris. That's Chris, and he's one of our worst technicians, and we were sending him out. Yeah, we we, we like to uh, train people, but then not hire those ones. We'll just just take anybody. Uh, Okay. Wait, you train people but you don't hire the ones you've trained. Well, someone's got to know what they're doing, but we don't send those people to, you know, everyday customers. No, 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 no. They actually have no interaction with the customers at all. We make them janitors or uh, (laughs) make them assistants to the uh, customer service representatives who are on the phone. They'll get coffee or donuts or whatever those people want because they're the real stars of Time Warner Cable customer service. It it just – it seems – to me, like maybe you're misusing your 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 talents, your 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 staff talents. How so? Well, if the people who are, are the customers good unhappy, at, yes. If, so we're, yeah, we're, if, we're doing a good job. If the if the customer well, I, service representatives know what they're doing, then they might by accident give the customers great customer service. You understand <laughs> what we're 
that would go against the company business model. That's right. Exactly. If you teach these people the proper way to do things, uh, like like John said, they might accidentally say it. If yeah. they don't even know how it's done, then they can't possibly help someone out, which is what we want to make sure. And we and we make sure before we hire someone that, that they have horrible people skills, that they generally don't <laughs> like talking to people, and that they're just about as rude as you could possibly be. If if you're a nice person, don't even bother applying it. Time Warner Cable customer service. <laughs> and, and if you're and if you're a terrible person, do apply, and we'll make the working conditions pretty miserable. Yeah. So you become even worse and and more angry. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it your idea to offer all these great packages to new customers who just were starting up, but yet ignore like the long time, you know, Time yeah. Warner customers? Yeah, that was actually Robert's idea. That's, I got to give him yeah. credit. And that was just a happy accident. You know, we uh, we just we just kind of came up with some. Some uh, silly deals that we would never actually offer, and, and um, yeah, it was just a little experiment. It's working out for us. Thanks for noticing. It's like a, yeah, it's like that's a relationship. Really you know, I, we, we know we've heard the complaints, and it, it, it's great. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like a relationship. You know, the first year, an abusive relationship, I guess, if you will, is an analogy. The first year, maybe he bought her roses and diamond rings and all that, but. For 20 years of marriage, he's, you know, beating her up and, you know, and just sure, being a horrible person. She wants to run away, but she's got nowhere else to live. Nowhere else to live, and she <laughs> kind of just kind of remembers the good old days. <laughs> um, so Maggie on Facebook said that she was given a 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. window. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for a technician to show up, and she called several times throughout the day to ensure that they were coming, and they never showed. So is this is this one of your guys' ideas to yeah, give an even you know bigger window of time? How stupid are people? I mean, that's longer than any work day. No one even no no one even works that long. We don't even have people out at seven a.m. I mean, that's actually a prank. Like nobody even gets to the trucks before eleven. But we want to make sure people are awake, and then they think. And sometimes we'll actually hire people just wearing street clothes to go buzz. So they think that it's the Time Warner guy and it's not them. <laughs> it's actually really funny. <laughs> you have hired people who don't know how to use doorbells or phones? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And, and we actually take phones away from them when they go out because it's, it's one less way they can communicate with the customer. Right. <laughs> um, Maggie on Facebook also said that she learned whenever she had wireless trouble to call and ask to speak to Tier 3, because at any other lower tech level, they'll just talk you through the process of turning the router off and on again, even if you uh, well, well, that Actually, twice. we want to say for the record, not to call and ask for Tier 3. You're going to want to go to Tier Negative 1, uh, which, <laughs> which is below Tier 0. And, 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 and also to say that Tier 3 actually doesn't exist. You're just talking to another Tier 1 person. It's true. It's true. Okay. So All your right. advice is to go to tier negative one. Negative one, yeah. Okay. Um, and let's see. That's actually uh, a so fetus. I think that's actually a fetus that, that tier <laughs> negative one is. You guys are employing fetuses? Have you thought of that? Well, well that's actually not as long as long as they're unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Randy on Facebook he posted to your timeline said, "Dear TWC, it is with no sadness." But I tell you, we need to break up. I'm leaving you for Direct TV. What do you guys think about that? Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. What? You know, <laughs> it, 
whenever it rains, the service will go out. And what we do is we do that too, actually. <laughs> but it's a purely uh, uh, our choice that we are turning the service off when it rains. It has no effect on our product. Mhm. Okay. Well, that's just there's there's no. It's not because of the inclement weather or anything. That's why it's no, no. a few bits of drizzle and it's, you guys to turn it off. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. Uh, we just kick the plug out of the wall every once in a while. It's, uh, it's a little game we play. When did this start? <laughs> when did your business model start being this horrible? The, well, the well, more horrible well, service, on. the better the company. Okay. Well, we have a monopoly, and when you have a monopoly, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, and no one's going to be able to do anything because they don't have any other choices. And we think it's kind of fun to take advantage of that because people get so angry. It it, it makes us happy. And why, why can't one of us be happy in the relationship? Uh, Sean, do you find that when other people are angry, you're happier? You know what? When it comes to my children, yes. Because I think because I think I see where they're coming from. Because see, I'm forced okay. to be with my children. I'm forced right. to have them. So if right. they're angry, that makes me feel a little bit slightly better that we're on the same level. And is wait, your I, name is Sean? Yes. Sean, we would like to, to offer you the opportunity to come work for us at Time Warner Cable <laughs> Customer Service. If you and, can and you can have and you can have hundreds of thousands of of children to uh, to make unhappy. Wow, I, I'm going to have to think on that. Let me put you on hold for a second. Okay, thank you. Well, while Sean puts you guys on hold, um, he's already implementing your business model. I believe we have a caller who has a question for you. Uh, 646, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Hey, this is Natalie. I'm calling from Brooklyn. Hey, Hi, Natalie. Natalie. How are you doing? Hey. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, you too. It's only been like three hours. Um, all right, so this is my eighth call today, and I'm a little bit frustrated, so let's just start by saying that. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Great, perfect. Yeah, good to talk to you, too. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, so my cable cuts out every time I try to watch Glee, and I've hey, actually Brian? had Brian? What? Yeah. Could you yeah, put her on hold for one second, please? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Natalie, hold on one moment. Oh, yeah, Okay. <laughs> Okay, all right. Who the fuck is that I person? Because she's so stupid, right? <laughs> Where do you find these people? I think oh, she's just a frustrated customer. Okay, okay. Right. so anyway, hello? 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 Hello. Is she back? All right. Okay, so I, you know, I, I would really appreciate it if you could listen to me and deal with my problem because as Not I said, I called eight times today. Okay, okay, listen up. I'm actually back in therapy because every time I try to watch my programs, they cut out. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with my characters. I can't live my life. I'm not functioning. What shows, okay? what shows are you behind in right now? Everything. Everything. What's and all of the ads torture me. Glee. Okay. Oh, uh, Leah Michelle and died Porter. last week on, on, uh, on Glee. <laughs> She's dead. So, spoiler alert. I just said a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, um, and it was a great episode. Yeah, it was really so good. Fir- so the last time I called, the first time I called, I was told that they needed my customer number, and so I said, "Well, can you pull it up from my phone number?" And they said, "No, you can find it by logging in online." So I went to log in online, but it wouldn't let me access my account well, because I didn't well, know the last charge that was made to my card. So, when you're having problems with your internet, and then we tell you to log in online. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Okay, it's amazing. 
Uh, okay, yep. Uh-huh. You're just great. Okay, so then they okay, so then they said you have to find your last bill. So I had to go down into my trash room and my doorman, God bless him, he dumped out the recycling bin from the last week. So Whoa, I dug through and I found my bill. I know. Okay, it was great. Could we get your customer number? Well, we'd love to assist you right now. Well, last time I called, I gave my customer number, and then I was told that they needed my identification number. Yeah, so what's your identification you number? Uh, okay. Your customer number. Which one? Customer your customer number. Customer identification number. Okay, customer identification number is 518-J as in John, 482 Well, that's not a number. Those are letters. In, that, you, know, you have the wrong number. You have the customer ID. We need a customer okay. identification number. So you want to, okay. All right, here we go. Um, okay, so try this one. 646. Okay. No, none of them start with six. That's none of them ever start with six. Okay, try this one. Try this one. 944. Yeah, this might be oh, right. This might be right. It. Okay, 944. J, like John. <laughs> 6203. Okay. A, yeah, we like don't Apple. speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, what? You only speak Spanish? Jay no, we don't like speak Jose? You don't speak Spanish. No, Spanish only like speak Spanish. Je? Only speak Spanish. Jay <laughs> like Jose? No, no, we don't speak Spanish. <laughs> don't speak Spanish. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 Jay like Jew? Whoa, 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 okay, that's just about enough of that. You're going to have to cut your internet out for that. Yeah. I, I don't have internet. Did she you hung up. My she hung up. She hung up. She's gone. She's gone. No. That's too no. bad. We lost no. another one. We lost another fish. That's too bad. No. Swim away, no. little fish. Right here. Can't hear. No, right here. Yeah. You watched the game today? Yankees won. They beat the Indians. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I still don't think okay, the playoffs. Okay, so uh, I, I, I got to say that, that that was a really horrific way to, to treat a customer. That's that's what you want. That we were in a good mood there. Yeah. yeah you got us on a nice day. Yeah. That, I actually feel a little silly. We we engaged a little bit too much. Usually you, you want to uh, make them a little bit angry and then talk them off to somebody else. And, and say that that next person is going to remember everything that was just said, and then that person has no idea what they're talking about. They have to re-enter everything. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have that luxury right now because you took that call. Right. And the computers, so the computers no are always working when they say that they're working slow, right? I mean, they they say the wor- they're working slow. I, they apologize, but they're really not working slow. They're oh, working, we right? we don't have computers. No, we don't have computers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the buy Abacuses? Well, uh, no, those those could actually get some actual computing done. So well, you just you have a bunch we, of desks with no like yeah, what is an actual what is a Time Warner room. table? A lot of break customer rooms. service office look like break rooms, break rooms and a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about foosball, ping pong, any of that? Um, no, no, we're not Google. We, and we don't want our employees having that much fun. The slip and slide's never actually operational. <laughs> but they're forced um, to use it, too. They must strip down to their clothes and, and, and try and slide down, even though there's no water. It's the only way into the, into the, the building. Okay. So, so, so let's get to the scrapes. Are, are the Time Warner, uh, it's like the scarlet letter, having the skin scrapes off a dry slip and slide. 
Just just remember that uh, next time you talk to somebody from there. I will. <laughs> You'd be pretty pissed uh-huh. too. I'm sure. If, if you had to uh, let's get there, to so. some comments from Twitter uh, before we go. So uh, Jack Zombie Queen Five H says to Time Warner Cable, "Thanks for the two hours of internet I got this week." What, yeah. what was the What was the Twitter handle again? We're gonna get his account deleted. It, yeah. It, it was Jack Zombie Queen Five H. You're gonna delete her account. Yeah. Wait, isn't that you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, that was that was quick. <laughs> that was that, that was me actually. I I told oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you complaining about yourself to time to time one? Well, uh, the service is horrible. The service is so bad. <laughs> Wait. So you guys who are offering the terrible service are going on Twitter and complaining about the terrible service? Well, how else are we going to get anything done? I don't know. <laughs> and then let's see. I was uh, trying trap- to watch Lee the other night and it just cut off. Well, Lee and Michelle died, so there that was oh. it. Uh, and. Jay Hoffman, 67H, he says, I'm about to call Time Warner Cable customer service. Pray for me. You get a lot of people who need to turn to people God. People try to find God to at, at the most frustrating, trying times in their lives, and we, we just try to snatch any hope they have uh, away from mm-hmm. them. Well, um, they, you know, it's like the Pope has the direct line with God. Uh, CEO Glenn Britt has the uh, direct line with the devil. So uh, it's like <laughs> we've got some strings to pull down. Uh-huh. Uh, Richard Lawson on Twitter, R.I. Laws 3, says, Time Warden decided not to record American Idol. It's weird to both agree with the cable company's decision and utterly hate it all at once. How great is, was Phil Phillips last year? Can we just talk about that for a second? I love <laughs> Phil Phillips. I would talk about it, but I have Time Warner, so I didn't see it. Uh, well, sorry about that. Uh, what was the question? I forgot. Yeah, sorry, it was really long and boring. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but let's let's talk about one last thing before uh, I let you guys go. There's, uh, I've noticed lately, um, it's been in the news that you guys have been going around, you mentioned it earlier, and uh, disabling people's Twitter accounts and YouTube accounts. Yeah. What, yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, well, our job is to frustrate people, so, you know, that's just another facet of that. And it seemed like these people were, were poking fun at us, and guess what? You don't make fun of us. We're yeah, fucking and, time where it and, and guess also what? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> like, it, like, we're all for parody and satire. We think that's great. Just as long as they're you know, not parodying or satiring us. You satiring somebody? Well, they can try they can satiring try. us, but we'll, we'll shut them down. We'll shut them down. But how can, you be, how can you be all for free speech and satire and parody, but not at your own expense? Well, we're not actually. Yeah, well, that's just something you say when... To, to not sound like a dick, but I guess we don't give a fuck. So yeah, fuck parody, <laughs> fuck satire, fuck our. Uh-huh. All right. Um, well, this has been very enlightening. I wish you guys loads of luck in your quest to make people's lives more. Oh no! Well, you seem happy, job. and that that means we didn't do our job. You seem pleased with us. Yeah. That means we didn't do a great job with you on the phone. We're, we're sorry we weren't worse tonight. <laughs> uh, Sean, do you are you displeased? I'm very displeased, um, but but at the same but at the same time I, like I think guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the hate just like the 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 the, the, the people on the dark side and maybe go work for these guys. Maybe I, I can you're more than hate. welcome. It'll be miserable, but yeah. it sounds like you're pretty miserable. Yeah, it, perfect. You, you do good not fit. sound like a good guy, so you're more than welcome to come work for us. You know what? <laughs> the difference to me between a dry rub and a dry slip and slide is negligible. So maybe you'll see me on board. 
All right. Well, <laughs> if you want to apply, you can go to TWCCustomerService.com, and you can join the team there. TWCCustomerService.com. <laughs> and what's what's your t- your Twitter is TWCableHelpNYC, right? It changes every day. <laughs> we keep setting ourselves down because we we feel like it sometimes borders on parody uh, of ourselves. So we, so we shut it down. Continually shut it down. But um, yeah, yeah. You, you so it's, it's hard to follow us on Twitter. So any updates about service, there's no followers ever. So you don't go to Twitter. I guess it's another way to. Invade. How about Facebook? Can people find you on Facebook? Yeah, we made a page. I'm sure you know it. I don't remember what it is. We also wouldn't <laughs> check it anyway. But you we don't check it anyway. A nice, long message for us. Yeah. We can guarantee that we will not be checking it. <laughs> well, if people want to follow uh, your page, it's Time Warner Customer Service, hyphen, what can we do worse? And it has a picture of John, I believe, giving the finger. That's right. That's me. All right. Well, All John right. and Robert, thank you guys so much for coming on. Oh, well, fuck yeah, you guys. fuck you. I mean, <laughs> have a bad fucking night, and just like wh- whatever we can do to make your life is just as fucking miserable as fucking possible. Just fucking let us know, all right, you pieces of shit. <laughs> I'll be in touch. All right, all right. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. Take care. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh boy. Well, we're lucky yeah. they didn't cut out this pot this podcast. Yo, you know what? I was earlier today. I was going to send my friends the link for tonight, and I kept googling like the episode's title and the name of the show. And usually, when I do that, it shows up. And today, for the first time, it wasn't showing up. And I kind of thought that time warning. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't. Well, those guys were then. sadistic. Those guys were sadistic, man. <laughs> are you are you thoroughly disturbed now? Yeah, I'm very disturbed, but I'm also, you know, I, I'm sorry to say it. I'm also impressed by their by their brutal honesty. I mean, they let you know, man. They don't. This is, you know, I don't know as a time warner customer anymore how you could ever complain anymore, knowing that this is part of their game plan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what you sign up for. The problem is the rub <laughs> is that they have a monopoly over certain areas like mine, where you have no option of getting anything else. No FiOS. No Comcast, no nothing. It's it's brilliant, and its sadisticness is brilliant. <laughs> so you have a podcast, Black Dude, White Chick. Let's. What do you say we play a clip from that? Sure. All right. This is Sean Broyles and Kim Broyles with Black Dude, White Chick, a smelly Kardashian vagina, and we'll be right back. <laughs> if I had bad breath, why would I go on a show advertising that I had bad it's breath? It's the same thing. There was a woman that went on Dr. Oz and said her vagina was smelly. That's just... So why? And she showed her face. I would be like, okay, look, I'll go behind the screen and you just show my silhouette. I'm not telling you that kind of thing. Well, the Kardashians did a whole show about it. It almost made me throw up. <laughs> We're watching the freaking soup the other day. And I'm watching this thing, and the Kardashians are wiping their snatches with towels and, and throwing the towels in their sisters' faces. To see who smells to see worse. To see who No, they want to know who smells better. No, it, I never smell better. It's just who would smell worse. What kind of show is this? Kim's beat Courtney's, just so you know. Oh. Poor Chloe. Yeah, I bet Kim smells like leather from all the basketballs and footballs and <laughs> that, that, 
saying Courtney smells like Scott Disick. Yeah, which is what? Okay. Um, so that was uh, Black Dude, White Chick. Uh, where can people find your podcast, sir? You can find it on my website, uh, justgiveup.seanbroyles.com, or just go to seanbroyles, S-H-A-U-N-B-R-O-Y-L-S.com, and all the links are there to my Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, you should really be following me on Twitter because uh, when stuff like this uh, Time Warner and the accidental uh, races come up, I, I go ape shit on Twitter. So uh, you can find it all at my website, seanbroyles.com. That clip actually reminded me there was another <laughs> – there's another clip that I kind of have a bone to pick with you about, uh, sort of. Uh, this what, is, what clip uh, is that? Well, I think you might. I mean, if you guess, it's probably well, it's Justin Bieber is, is an ass. Let's go. Right, but I don't buy oh. a Bieber. You'd be like, great now, now he's now we're all supposed to love him. Remember yeah, when he was hanging out with Snoop and smoking weed? Yeah, I probably would. You're right. I probably would. He, but he hasn't hung out with Snoop. He's just hanging out with with, and, and he's not even hanging out with good rappers. He's hanging out with Lil Twist. And, and right. Merv McGee. <laughs> they are. MC Tito. <laughs> Who are these people? It's like made-up rappers you'd hear on Family Guy. MC Tito? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like it's like a made-up concert that you'd read about in a script. Right. Coming up next to the, to the uh, Staples Center, MC Tito headlines. Opening act is, you know, Twist and the Cigars. What the hell are these people? I've never heard of these people. And by the way, kudos to MC Twist and MC Tito for hanging out with with uh, with with Justin Bieber because no one knew who MC Twist or MC Tito was. Are those real names? I know Twist is a real rapper. Did you just make up MC Tito? Because <laughs> you keep going on and on. Okay. I heard that. So that, that, that I was, the whole time you were having that conversation, I was thinking. There is no MC Tito. And so when she called you out on it and you start cracking up, I was dying. Dude, you know, I, that, I love that clip, too, because I know you're a huge Beaver fan. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to front. Some some of his music's all right. And you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you like this. His voice is not half bad, okay? I'll give him that. What I can't stand is all the fronting with MC Twist and 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 letting dudes party in his house and and crash his Ferrari and 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 have weed parties while he's. On. I mean, what is going on with your boy Beebs, man? I don't know. I thought you were going to mention when you mentioned Twist. I thought you were going to mention Tito again. We'd have to have the same conversation. Yeah, no, I've already been called out on Tito. I can't. I can't. I can't make up Tito anymore, but uh, but the MC Twist is real. What I mean, what is happening to your boy? Why can't God, why can't people with so much talent? Why do, if you got the talent, why did he have to devolve into this this just insane kid? This little boy. Well, here's one of the things I've always liked about him is that I've always noticed ever since he first came out that he the, it was started with like the stuff that he was wearing, like really sparkly gloves or like <laughs> that. I noticed. He has already accepted the crazy. You know, he yeah, is, yeah. He, he idolizes Michael Jackson, and um, he has accepted that he's going down that path. So it's really not surprising to me that this is happening now. That's true. It's kind of like Lady Gaga, Arkesha. It, it's like it, they have, they started out crazy. So it's yeah, not like exactly. any, they can't, they don't have far to fall. But I think, I don't think that if you start out per, personally, individually crazy, that you need to add a bunch of nonsense to your life, like MC Twist and Merv McGee's. I mean, there's enough going on 
there's enough going on in your life as it is without adding a bunch of hanger honors and crash Ferraris into liquor store poles. <laughs> All right. So we have to move on. It's time to introduce our next guest. Our next guest is a country duo. They are out of Los Angeles, and they are souls of passion. Please welcome. <laughs> Hey, I'm Steven. Hey. And I'm Myla. That was a great applause. I love that. <laughs> hey, Steven and Myla. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Most excellent. We're great, yes. Happy All to right. um, be on your show. We're happy to have you. Now, are you guys originally from Los Angeles, or is that just where you are now? That's where we are now. Um, I'm originally from Colorado, Wyoming. And I'm from the islands, Philippines. Oh, okay. Colorado, Wyoming. So there's you're from both Colorado and Wyoming, or Colorado, a town in Wyoming? Um, well, my family's from Wyoming. You know, my grandfather was a cattle rancher there. Um, they had a small family ranch outside of Fort Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, I have early memories of riding on horseback with my grandfather while he was rolling cigarettes with one hand and holding on to me and <laughs> horse with their hand. And then, you know, my mom moved to Denver, of course, like, you know, any girl would like to get away from, you know, the the, the, the hard work ranch. of the ranch. So she went to the big city, and then that's where I was born. And uh, still okay. have family in Wyoming, go back there, you know, often. I wish I had a backstory like that. I grew up on the south side <laughs> of Chicago, and I don't have any cool, like, stories with, you know, getting into shootouts or drug dealers. Instead, I grew up in an upper-middle-class home. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, well, Chicago's been in the news of late, as you know. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be, that like, true. the old, the wild, wild west going on there, yeah, from what yeah. we can tell. That's right. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't yeah. when I was there. Why didn't that stuff happen when I was there? I would have had a better backstory. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Peace and quiet is always good. <laughs> Not always. So good. you guys do um, uh, alternative country music. Which which one of you would you say is a little bit country and which one's a little bit rock and roll? Oh boy, a uh, little bit of both, I think. You know, okay. we, we we didn't we didn't quite fit into one shoe or the other, and so the the marketing folks, you know, kind of said, well. You're you're a bit country, but you're not, and you're a, a bit, bit rock, rock but yeah. you're not all rock. Let's call it alternative country. That's kind of how that gotcha. happened. If you're and familiar with music, that... you'd understand, uh, you know, why that is. But um, if you mm -hmm. haven't listened to it, then, you know, it's kind of got, it's kind of like country with a classic rock edge to it. Right. And uh, I read that you guys don't hold back with, politics in your songs. What does that mean? What kind of uh, politics are you professing? Well, our background is in real estate and, and, and mortgage finance. And um, as you know, the country's been suffering, you know, ever since 2008 in the worst possible way with, you know, the banks foreclosing on people and people the losing their homes. economic meltdown of the banks and stuff like that, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kind of have a little bit of an inside track on, you know, this. And it kind of morphed into our music. You know, we have this song called Got Me Surrounded. And um, that turned into the first single off the Bump Me Up CD, which was our first CD. 
and that became the first video. And it, it, it's really kind of an anthem about the struggle of homeowners trying to maintain their lifestyles, mm-hmm. you know, in this mess. You guys actually try and help people, though, right, when, who are yeah. dealing with the foreclosure? Well, what happened was is, is, you know, we got so, for lack of a better word, upset about what was going on. Mm-hmm. We created a nonprofit foundation called the Freedom Assistance Foundation, and our goal is to donate um, part of our income to the foundation to help them to give non-refundable grants right. to homeowners so they can, you know, hire attorneys to, you know, to fight find to stay out, in their homes. Find out what their options are to stay in their homes. Hmm. You know, rather than just roll over and play dead, you know. And what is your uh, your website for that organization? Uh, the website for the Freedom Assistance Foundation is www.faf.org. Well, no, it's fafnow.org. Okay. F is in Frank, A is in Apple, F is in Frank, now.org. .org. And can people go on there and figure out ways to that they can help? Um, people are uh, hopefully will definitely go there and, and check it out. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's really designed for people who are going through that experience. It, it mm-hmm. needs to be kind of an intake, you know, for folks that are having that problem. Sure. You know, as the um, session, you know, become more uh, prolific and, and we can do more with the foundation, you know, we, of course, want to help as many as we can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, your your bio, uh, Myla, says you love and have a vast experience of dance. Tell me about your, your dance background. Well, uh, I was kind of a professional uh, dancer, actually, and... Uh, I did ballet, jazz, and hip-hop, and all the rest. And uh, mm-hmm. I also did some singing. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can check her moves out yes. in, the, in the latest video that we have out. We have a song called Cowgirl, Cowgirl Bling. Bling. Yes. Um, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> a song about girls going out dancing, having fun, jewelry, etc. A lot of dancing going on there, and one of Myla's uh, good friends, a guy named Jason Meyer, top choreographer, you know, did the yeah. choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, what Jason, about you, Stephen? Are you dancing in the video? <laughs> I am busy playing, you know, guitar in the video. Not a lot of dance <laughs> in my department there. Sort, sort of move a little bit here and there. <laughs> well, hard not to move a little bit. You know, yeah. I had a quick question. I had a quick question, though. You know, because you were talking about uh, Ryan was talking about how you know you you do a lot of political stuff sometimes. You know, uh, and things like that. Were you ever hesitant about kind of mixing the two? Because you know, history. You know, with the Dixie Chicks and all that kind of stuff. You know, people have not always been very tolerant to to you know putting ideas out there that are controversial in music. Well, um, there's a risk, no question. You know, there's a risk, and I think that it's a question of, of of what your motivation is. And I think if your motivation is in the right place, I think people will see that and they'll feel that. And I think that if you're just doing it as a marketing ploy, people will see that, and that's where it will hurt you. Um, it seems to me, as I recall, the Dixie Chicks, 
we're actually um, saying things about our leadership mm-hmm. and in a very insulting manner. And, uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, you know, we're it's their casino. I mean, we're all, you know, just... You know, it's it's not we're not in control of of the way the system works, and I think trying to buck the system is not is the not the appropriate to way right. to go. No, we're not trying to buck the system. You know, we're here we're to help the to victims. Trying to help the victims, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, how do you get political in your music without insulting anybody? Um. Well, I think if you were to watch "Got Me Surrounded," the video. Um, you would it understand, say, yeah. but, but obviously you haven't had a chance to do that. Um, what happened was, is, is the truth of the matter is, is, is that I had a friend who was trying to get me, because of my real estate background, to tell him if it was a good idea to start trying to buy foreclosed properties as an investment and turn around and flip them. Mm-hmm. And, he took me and introduced me to these guys that were buying blocks of homes from the banks mm-hmm. on, you know, like super wholesale, I mean, unbelievably cheap prices. I mean, they were showing us houses that they were buying in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 from the banks. <laughs> houses. And these are, yeah. these are like two-story brick frame houses. Nice houses, right. Yards, Beautiful. the whole thing. And they're saying, you know, our goal is to basically add twenty thousand dollars, and you know, if we so if we buy it for fifteen, we'll sell it for thirty-five. We're happy, you know. We can do fifty of these at a time. We're making, you know, seven-figure profit. I walked out of that meeting, and I told my friend who took me there. I said, you know, this is great. You know, what else can you say if you if you can buy blocks of homes at that price? How do you, you know, of course it's a great deal. And and so what happened was, is I thought, you know, how far out it would be if you could go out there and raise money and literally buy houses at that basis and turn around and just give them back to the homeowners who lost them. Um, and that's kind of mm-hmm. how it got started. But unfortunately, the process takes a lot more effort and a lot more time to get it going. And, and add, money, yeah. of course. And, and so what's happened is, 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 you know, the last two years, you know, the property values have really gone up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm not, I don't think you can, you could buy those, those properties at that same price today. I think it would be quite a bit more. Huh. But the concept is still sound, and you know, we're still, we're still uh, very motivated to try to, you know, get it out there and help people. We believe that every place, everybody needs a place of their own. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to make sure we break our listeners off with a song of yours. You mentioned Cowgirl Bling before. I want to play it for the folks. Uh, we'll come right back with Souls of Passion. Uh, this is Souls of Passion with Cowgirl Bling.
the band was uh, kind of like the American Yes. It was very progressive and very demanding musical chops, but with an R&B backbeat to it. And uh, we got invited to play for a Billboard magazine uh, event that they had in New York where they had various bands playing in various clubs around town. And it was kind of like a South by Southwest type of thing put on by Billboard at that point. And, you know, we were just doing our thing, and they were in there taking pictures, and they just happened to use one of the pictures that, you know, had me front and center, much, <laughs> much to the chagrin of the lead singer. Cause I was <laughs> there. <laughs> well, he... They thought you were cuter than yeah, him. I don't know. <laughs> that must be uh, it. And now, Myla, your your bio says that you guys took Asia by storm. Uh, what does that mean? Have you guys found a lot of success uh, in Asia? What is it? He said that that uh, you know your bio that you've taken Asia by storm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Taken Asia by storm. Yes. She's she's got a big <laughs> yes. following over there. Yeah, but. So you, you, Myla, individually have the following over there, or is it the is it sold the past? Family. Uh, it's basically, family. Uh, you know, she's from the Philippines, and you know they have everybody there is a cousin, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the whole island is a cousin. <laughs> We're all. <laughs> there. Um, and uh, you guys, your your bio says about your song on my own. It says it's a polished love song reminiscent of a James Bond theme with an alternative country band flair. And what what does that mean? Well, we actually did not write that, so um, we're not quite sure what the uh, the, the marketing <laughs> that wrote that were thinking, except that um, the song kind of has, you know, a bit of a, of a Bond feel to it, you know, the Bond music. I mean, if you listen to it, you'd understand what they mean. Um, it just has an intense kind of vibe to it. I love that you guys don't seem afraid to mix genres. It, it's it, you know, and, and I'm a big fan too of of non sequiturs and that that whole cowboy bling thing. You know, putting two words together that you would never think would go together. Kind of like uh, LL Cool J and Brad Paisley. Kind of <laughs> like LL Cool J and Brad Paisley, which I would love to know if you guys even heard that story. What you think about that? Since that's you know they're doing that whole kind of speaking out through music as well. You know, I haven't heard that story. No, I haven't. But, uh, I mean, let's face it, you know, we're all in the The same same pond, you know. I mean, we're just all swimming in the same pool. It's a big pool, but we're all in here. Right. (laughs) And uh, as a matter of fact, you know, we have a... We have, a, you know, some new songs that we've been recording and writing and demoing and so on. And one of the songs I have is... uh, kind of got this same kind of bling dance groove to it. Which one is it? Um, it's a song called Tax Slaves. Oh. And, uh, I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> no. You haven't heard that. <laughs> I haven't heard that yet. But you know, there's, a section, there's a section in there that's just really going to be perfect for, like, you know, some heavy rap. And uh, it reminds me of the oh, Kevin yeah. Rudolph song where he had, uh, um, you know the rap segment in the Little Wayne. I think did the did the rap segment in the middle of the song, 
And uh, mm-hmm. so we're going to do the same thing. And, you know, we actually reached out to Professor Griff to see if he wanted to do the rap on it. But I haven't heard Oh, back. my God. Progress from Professor Griff. From, you mean from <laughs> Public Enemy? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we're like kindred spirits when it comes to politics, I think. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. That's outstanding. <laughs> And uh, but I you know I'm hoping that if you'll you can respond. get him. Yeah. Well, I mean we had our publicist you know touch, reach out to him, but I haven't heard back. But yeah, he would he would yet. be the it would be the perfect, perfect moment. One. And it would wow. you know it fuse these two worlds together for for the common good. Right. Right. And if that doesn't work out, you can always go to LL Cool J if you want to make a statement. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, do you guys have any shows coming up? Well, you know, we're trying to gear up to do these concerts uh, to raise money for the foundation is really where our focus is. And, um, you know, our our distributor has been trying to package together some, you know, much bigger names than us yeah. um, to get this going. But uh, it so that, that so far hasn't manifested. So we're thinking of just, you know, busting out there on our own with some local bands and... Uh, you know, we're we're trying to get that geared up next. That's like the next big step for us. Um, um, it's easy, it's, well, it's not so easy as you might think in Los Angeles, where we are now. Mm-hmm. You know, to find patico musicians. Um, everybody here is either a headbanger or a, you know, a dance rave elect a technocrat. You know. <laughs> what do you think about that? That whole fad now, the the dance. Uh techno music craze well i mean you know everybody likes to dance okay yeah you know everybody likes to dance the problem is is that it isn't real creative you know it's all just Mm kind of weighted with drums and just synthesizer sounds and i mean you don't really need to have a musical background or ability to do that stuff you just need to know how to push buttons right um you know i have i have friends that work in in the tech department at, at guitar center in Hollywood, <clears throat> and he's telling me that I don't know how long it's been, but it's been more than a year, maybe the last couple of years. He said that most of the most of the people coming into Guitar Center these days are not in there to to, to buy to well to play guitars or try out guitars. They're there to to like to see what machines make what beats and you know what buttons do I have to push to get the beats to play. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like their main thing, and it's kind of a sad statement about what's going on with the youth mm-hmm. and and music, you know. Yeah, there isn't. This, I hear you. There isn't this, you know, music school mentality of learning music and and creating melodies and you know harmonies and integrating it the the way it used to be. Now it's just turn on the drum machine, push this button. Oh, I like that. Okay, that's cool. All right, let that run for a while. Okay, let me change it over to this, and then layer it on with uh, synthesizers, and then maybe some vocals. Well, we're having the same issues uh, in the entertainment industry and the acting. We're having the same issues when it comes to television and movies. I'm an actor and a comedian, and uh, and I see the same frustrations that you're dealing with that people get, you know, uh, deals to write sitcoms who've only been on Twitter for a year and have never written a script or taken a class. Same thing with movies and stuff. I think it's uh, it's not really our fault. It's the it's the fault of the people who make the decisions on on mm-hmm. how cheap they think it's going to be to get uh, to put out some material. 
Well, and you know, and just the whole dumbing down of the of the culture, you know, mm-hmm. lowering the bar to accept mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the, our biggest problem in this. One of our big problems in this world is, you know, it you just people are just accepting mediocrity as being special, as being awesome, and it isn't. Let's all blame reality television. Let, let, let's do that. Let's let's let's. We can all agree that reality television has screwed up everything. I don't. I'll say you know if, if I burn my pot roast, I blame reality television. So that's what that's what I'm going with here. Well, things have definitely changed. Reality TV became a thing, haven't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to end the uh, interview there, Myla, Stephen. Thank you guys so much for coming Thanks. on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Go to fasnow.org to learn about their foundation and soulsofpassion.com to learn about their music. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Good good luck, guys. Take care. You too. Bye. All right. That was Souls of Passion. Um, So, uh, Sean, um, how are you doing over there? Dude, I'm good, man. I kind of wish they would have seen that LL Cool J thing. I would have wanted them to see what they thought (laughs) about about the Brad Paisley thing. I think you 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 wish that they saw that more than Stephen wished that I had seen that got me surrounded video. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't too pleased with you. He was not pleased at all. It's not enough. It's not enough to listen to the music. I got to watch the videos now too. Uh, no, you boy, you yeah, you messed up, man. I I know. Apologies, apologies. <laughs> Um, so let's do, we did a uh, black dude, white chick. Let's do a little black chick, white dude. This is, uh, me and, uh, my frequent co-host Tamika Kidd. Sean, I want to get your thoughts when we there's, come back. There's a, a hashtag that's trending right now called when I was little. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to read you some tweets and get your reaction. Okay. It says, when I was little, Christina Popic told me she was too cool to be my friend. Uh, when I was little, I would pretend that I was Raven and that I had visions and could see the future, LMFAO. <laughs> when I was little, I once jumped on the table at Friendly's and screamed, I'm the devil because my mom called me the devil child. What about you? What do you think, Nick? What do you think of those twats? Those twats, one of them sounds like somebody that was 12, little, somebody that was too cool for them. The, the devil child, you know, most adults are still jumping up on tables doing that. I don't know if that was classified when I was little, especially out here in New York. You never know. And then what was the other one? Um, pretend that I was Raven and I had visions and could see the future. <laughs> Who's Raven? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> what would you think of that? Oh, my God. Did she just say, Who's Raven? She did say who's Raven. How is she the black chick in the white dude black chick show and doesn't know who Raven is? Well, well, now that's what, okay. To her credit, I thought the same thing that you're thinking now. I thought they were talking about Raven Simone. Is that what you think? But yeah, that's the Raven the Raven show where she had the psychic powers and could see the future. Yeah, but no, it was, I'm pretty sure that that's, Wait a second. Could Raven really see the future on that show? Yeah, that was the whole bit. Because I thought it was the and Tamika thought it was the Edgar Allan Poe poem, the Raven, because uh, that Raven could see the future. You, you know what? If you're gonna go to Twitter to expect Twitter Twitterites 
to be quoting Edgar Allan Poe, then you clearly misjudge what Twitter's all about. So, okay, so then I feel vindicated in the first place because <laughs> I was right then, but I'm wrong You're now. Right. So. You're right. It was Raven Simone, yeah. And the fact that <laughs> and I, and I, and the funny thing is, the fact that I know that sort of revokes my black card for some reason. I don't know. I don't know how I. It, it, <laughs> Even though you were taking it away from Tamika for not knowing. Uh, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. It works both ways. I don't know. Did you ever see that Zach Galifianakis on SNL when he was he said uh, he was at the piano and he said sometimes when I do things I think to myself that's so Raven and then other times I think that was not so Raven. <laughs> I didn't see that. No. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, so let's talk about the three. Well, let's name the segment first. I was going to call it, if it was nine twenty three. Now I was going to call it the three at twenty three. Let's just call it that anyway. Um, this is the three of 23. I want uh, to know, Sean Broyles, what are three things that you're really digging now, three things that you're really into now? It's hilarious that you, that you brought up the Raven and Edgar Allan Poe because the first thing I wrote down that I'm digging right now is the following, the TV show. Oh, me too. Yeah, and that is, was that one of your things by any chance? It, it almost was. I almost changed it to it, but I don't think it's going to be now. Yeah, but you know, the whole thing is, you know, it's about the Raven and the, and that psycho is, you know, the whole cult thing is dealing with the with Edgar Allan Poe thing and stuff. But I'm di- I'm digging that show, man. The following Kevin Bacon is is awesome in it. It's a pretty cool storyline. I just I hope that it lasts a little longer than I don't know. It, it kind of feels to me like a prison break where it may only have a couple seasons in it, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I bet, you know, these days you're lucky to get a second season, which they do have, so that's good. Uh, right, right, right. For at least one more season. Uh, but, yeah, I really like that show, too. It's uh, You can't go wrong with Kevin Bacon, first of all, and then Kevin B- Bacon on a series is just unheard of, so that's awesome. Um, oh, it's a great and, uh, Yeah. Uh, some people, though, think that the show is a bit too ridiculous. What do you think about that? I can kind of see their point. I mean, like, it, it, there's just a lot of slashing and killing and a lot of things that happen where the guy, how the guy got out of prison and how he has this huge network of people despite being on death row. You know, I mean, it's like this – and how none of the prison conversations were recorded, how they could be planning all these deaths and, and, and vast networks without the prison recording a conversation. So some of the things are a bit odd. Because I mean, uh-huh. you can best believe if the if the if the main bad guy's name was Pookie, they recorded every single conversation in the world about about paying child support and not paying child support and baby mama and selling crack and all this. But yet this guy can plan an involved network of serial killers and not have one conversation recorded. Right. <laughs> uh, and what's uh, what's your second thing that you're digging right now? Uh, Jurassic Park 3D. You saw it? I can't wait. It? Can't No, I can't wait to see it. I'm ready to see it. I, it's funny because I had just told my daughter a few months ago, I go, you know, I'm going to rent Jurassic Park because it's one of my favorite movies, and I want you to see it. I think you'd enjoy it. And then, like, seriously, the next week I read they were coming out this summer with the revamped 3D version. I can't wait. Was, did you like Jurassic Park when it came out? I didn't, and uh, I'm one of the only ones. Uh, but I think you it didn't. had to do with the, the fact that I didn't see it in the movie theaters. Saw it on the, you know, the 20-inch Mitsubishi tube oh, TV. Sure. <laughs> right. And uh, it, was, it just wasn't, I thought it was going to be real scary. It didn't scare me. It was, yeah, I didn't like it. 
but you like. Yeah, it. I saw it in the theater, so I was I was a little bit. But plus, you know, although Sam Jackson is in every movie ever made, you really can't go wrong with Sam Jackson unless the movie's called Snakes on a Plane. Everything else he does is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Formula Fifty One. You ever see that oh, one? Oh, I've never even heard of it. No, but it sounds awful. Was it? Is it a race movie? Race car? It's, no, I don't. I think it's about drugs or some special drugs, and it's got Sam Jackson and Neat Lokes. And uh, oh, sweet it's, Jesus! It's when you when you have a movie and one of the only things you can remember is is meatloaf. That's probably not a good <laughs> that's sign. not a good sign. No, no. And my and my third thing is uh, is I've really been digging lately. Is uh, for some reason, man, and and I I don't know. Call me weird, but I've been digging this old Star Trek TV series. I've been uh, they just started airing it again here in L.A. So I just started uh, DVRing it. So now I'm into the I'm into the whole Spock and Kirk thing now. All of a sudden, did you not get into it when you were a kid? No, no, not at all. But I just started watching it, and there's something there's something cheesy about it that I really like. And the, and the funny thing to me, I think the thing that gets me about it is that there's this huge Trekkie thing, and it's spun off in all these TV shows and movies. But do you know this original series only lasted like three seasons? Uh, yeah, I just read that recently, actually, but I had no idea. It just seems like it, with all these spinoffs and shows, that it would have lasted like 10, 15 seasons. I just don't know how it yeah. got that huge of following in only three, you know, three years. And they canceled the show. So, I don't know, maybe that's a little bit of a fascination for me. But now I, now it's on my DVR and it's a regular watch for me. And are you a Star Wars fan? Oh, I like Star Wars, too. Yeah, I like, I like, the, old, well, I like the old ones. I don't like the, the new, what do they call them, the new, ep, the new uh I don't know what the new ones are called. Uh, Episode Episode 4 or 5 or all those episodes. I don't like the new ones so much. I'm an old (laughs) Star Trek fan. You know, I I mean... Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan, yeah. Don't do a Jedi mind melt here. (laughs) I was just about to say that as much as I like Sam Jackson, I don't think there needs to be a black Jedi. (laughs) I don't know why. There's just something wrong about there being a black Jedi. I don't know what's... Is that racist? Am I an accidental racist for saying that? But what about Billy D. Williams? Was he he was not a Jedi? He, see, Billy D. was not a Jedi. See that that's the huh. difference. See, Billy Billy D. was just in charge of the malt liquor at the time. You know, I, General Hospital came out with some spinoff that was on at at night on like the soap network called uh, Night Shift. And when I saw Billy D. Williams was playing the janitor on it, I lost all hope for him. Oh no. No. Yeah. And I had the same reaction that Chris Rock had in that special. Billy D. Williams. Billy like, <laughs> D. You know what? He redeemed himself, though. He was just on Modern Family a couple of weeks back. So he, he redeemed himself. Oh, that is himself. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, what about you, so man? My, what are your three things? Yeah, well, the first thing, I don't know if I'm really digging it, but I'm listening to it, and it's it's uh, piquing my interest is this new song by Nelly called Hey. Porsche, or Hey Little Porsche, and it's uh, it sounds it's by Nelly, but it sounds like it's the song by like Simple Plan ten years ago, or one of those pop punk bands. So that's really fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily a good song, but it's catchy and uh, it's it's tolerable. Um, okay. So, okay. I'll give it a shot. My second thing is my friend uh, 
fellow Orangeman, uh, Robert Biederman, came out with a book, uh, and it's called My Unofficial Second-to-Last Will and Testament. And hmm. I've been reading it, and it's it's hilarious. When he gave it to me, and uh, we were at a Syracuse bar uptown watching the Elite Eight last week, and uh, he uh, gave me this copy of the book. Um, and it looks really good. Like I was like, I, I told him I expected this to look a lot worse, and he got all insulted. <laughs> but I did, you know, when he told me he was publishing a book with this title and stuff, and I thought that it was gonna, you know, look like a, a will, but it looks like a real book, and um, it's hilarious. And so you, you can get it on uh, Amazon or CreateSpace.com, I believe, is another outlet to get it on. My unofficial second-to-last will and testament by. Robert Biederman, and on the back of the book, it has these quotes from dead people. Like, uh, oh. see, it says, uh, Abraham Lincoln says, if I had known how much fun a funeral could be, I would have let my wife take me to the theater even sooner. Um, and Robert Biederman says, finally, somebody else who truly appreciates Robert Biederman. And Kim Jong Il says, I don't know, the guy seems a little excessive to me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to give that a read. You know, I'm I'm all a supporter for uh, for self-publishing books, man. So I'm 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 a huge supporter yeah. of that, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, it's available now. You guys can go check it out. And the last thing, um, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. I uh, came across this new podcast. I think it might be number one on iTunes now. Some people probably uh, have heard it, but. Um, Norm McDonald has a new podcast called Norm McDonald Live. I just Live. heard about it. Yeah, I just heard okay. about that. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. Is it just him, or is it a uh, is it like a no. panel type thing? It's it's like um kind of like a Mike Douglas show type deal or Dick Cavett or something. It's not you know not necessarily how contemporary uh, variety shows are, but it's it's more similar to to that uh, genre. But uh. It's him and um, his co-host, who's not a comedian, but they they have good chemistry. I think his name is Adam Egitz, and Norm MacDonald continually uh, mispronounces his name. Um, <laughs> I think he owns a comedy club in, in L.A., this guy, okay. uh, but he's not a comic. And then uh, the first episode, they had uh, Super Dave Osborne on. Um, and Oh, my God. It, it was just the funniest thing. I've been telling all my friends to download this podcast. But, you know, nobody... Whenever you tell someone to download a podcast, nobody does it for about like three months after you tell them. So nobody's heard it yet that I yeah. know. Um, yeah. But it is so funny. And then the second episode was with Tom Green, and I didn't find that one as funny, but it's still a really good show. But it's a definite must, especially if you're into, into podcasts. Much better than this one. So you guys can Or mine. I now. mean, yeah. You add both of ours together, you probably wouldn't get half of what that Norm McDonald show is. <laughs> Did you know that Norm MacDonald saved my life once? Norm MacDonald saved your life once. Yeah, let me explain. And this, then, then we'll call it a night. So there, there was um, a time when I was extremely depressed, and I lived in Los Angeles, so there's the reason. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, the, the thing is, is that I went out there to, you know, to, be, to make it in film and TV when I was younger, so I kind of went right after college. And whereas most of my friends came to New York and, you know, some of them did the opposite. They started here, went there. I started there, came here. Um, but what ha- happened was, was I got out there and, like, nobody else except me and 
a, a guy who coincidentally sounds a lot like one of those guys who was on earlier with the Time Warner. Me and, and, and that guy, who sounds like one of those guys, he and I moved out there, uh, and it was like just the two of us, basically, and I was just really in a bad way, and I didn't like being in my car 12 hours a day, and I didn't, like, uh, I, L.A. just wasn't for me at that time. So then, to make matters worse, I, uh, I had had a knee injury prior to moving there, and I kind of I went through physical therapy, rehabilitated the knee injury, and eventually got back to normal. Uh, I went to play tennis with a friend that I had made in Los Angeles uh, on Memorial Day of whatever year that was, and it was a year after I had, you know, rehabilitated the, the knee injury, the initial one, and we played tennis. I felt great. It was the first time that I felt great on the tennis court, and I love playing tennis more than I love doing anything else. And so that night, though, I my, the TV was all fuzzy when I was trying to watch some stupid show on VH1 or something, and uh-huh. uh, TV was fuzzy, so I tried to get to, like, the cable behind the dresser. And in doing so, I, like, tried to kind of, pushed the dresser oh, out no. of the way so I could get to the cable, and what that did was just uh, now rather than having this tenor, tennis energy, now I had this horrible um, <laughs> lifting injury because I was oh, an immovable, no. immovable object, and it was the day, like the day that I had gotten back on the court and felt great. That night, I fucked it all up, so I was in just the <laughs> one of the worst funks of my life after that, like not, you know, couldn't believe that happened. Had to go to a lot of therapy um, and uh, found a good one in Los Angeles, though, if you ever need one. Um, oh, right. Which, I know, hope not, but I'll, I'll call uh, on you if I do. <laughs> and um, uh, eventually, uh, I, yeah, it, t- it took a lot to get me out of this uh, funk. And then I had taken a trip back to the East Coast, and I was uh, driving to Syracuse to go visit where I went to college, and on the and I had bought I had seen Norm Macdonald on Letterman and randomly I had bought um, his comedy album in Best Buy right before I would go to Syracuse so I'm driving to Syracuse and I put that in and he has this sketch on there with Will Ferrell called the first two gay guys and mm-hmm. I it was the first time I really laughed in months um, so I uh, was uh, very appreciative of Norm Macdonald for that moment. Wow. And so I go back to Los Angeles, and this was shortly after this happened, and I'm walking through Barnes & Noble at the Grove, and I uh, am about to meet my friend, um, and I almost met him in Santa Monica that night, but I'm glad I didn't. So I'm walking through Barnes & Noble. I see this guy. I kind of catch a glimpse of his face, and I'm like, well, that really looks like Norm Macdonald. But I don't say anything, but then I have, like, I'm really in conspicuous and I have the this bright orange jacket on and stuff and I start following him around the store and I followed him to the like the next floor and then it was him and so I just stopped and I said excuse me and he like nodded his head and I said I just want to let you know that uh new album's hilarious and he said oh you heard it oh yeah that's great yeah yeah and I was like the first two gay guys is one of the funniest things I've ever heard and he's like oh thanks yeah and I told him like I was been going through a terrible time and it was the first time I laughed in a while and um, and he's like, oh, it's nice to hear. Yeah, and uh, I said, it's nice to meet you. He said, it was nice to meet me, and uh, and that was it. And I was so 
moved by that experience. Like, that was a huge turning point in getting me out of that depression. Like, it was like the, the universe was, was bringing that positive energy to me uh, and bringing the only person who could make me laugh during that time. Norm I got McDonald. Person. Yeah. Unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? It was crazy to me that, you know, I've heard all these inspiring stories about people who turn, you know, Oprah or meeting the press. Norm <laughs> McDonald, is the, that's the first time that I've <laughs> that Norm McDonald's name and inspiring me to exist have come up. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, wow, that's you've got to be kind of deranged to, uh, <laughs> to be inspired yeah, by him. Exactly. At least you didn't say Tom Green. No, not him, yeah. not him. Yeah. But definitely go listen to that, uh, the first episode with uh, Super, Super Dave Osborne. The, you know, the guy, his real name is uh, Bob Einstein. He plays Marty Funkhauser on Kirby Enthusiasm, but had this huge show in, on cable in the 80s, Super Dave Osborne. You remember that, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Super Dave Osborne's hilarious. He, his, his, uh, his stuff on Kirby Enthusiasm is, is some of the funniest stuff in the history of that show. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't run my wife's ass into the ground. I don't run ass into the ground. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, well, Sean Broyles, we got to go. Thank you so much for doing it tonight. Sir, I appreciate no you problem, sticking man. around. All right. Well, I can think of uh, no better way of ending the show than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, as Tamika would say, bend her backwards. Burn her nipples on the stove, cut off her hair, and leave her in some drawers. Good night, everyone.